0: Are you looking to build an unstoppable real estate team that will allow you to get out of production fully at some point? If so, then this episode of Mega Real Estate Talk is for you. Episode 35, let's do this.
1: You're listening to Mega Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20
0: years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your host... Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm still Galen Parker. And this is another episode of Mega Real Estate Talk. Man, we have been just crushing some video lately i feel like it has been constant if you haven't already we ask that you please like subscribe and comment if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast channel uh, please subscribe but if you're on youtube uh, definitely comment below let us know what you think Uh, let us know what you want to hear us talk about next so like subscribe to the channel and this is obviously our mega agent academy channel now if you'll look there's an affiliated channel there entitled living in richmond virginia uh, we'd love to see you subscribe to that too and see what we got going on um we've had a
1: lot of people mention in the videos lately haven't we Gary? i am loving it we had a something that was really cool and i'm glad that there was another agent there uh to witness it because sometimes i feel like when we tell people they're like oh, okay but this time like I'm at an open house because you guys know how much I love open houses. And if he you're dazzle. an agent in Richmond, and you need someone to do your o- open house. Holler at your boy. I'm ready to dazzle. Um, I'm at an agent. I'm at an open house with a newer agent, and he's like, "Hey, can I shadow you?" I'm like, "Absolutely, come through." A P- couple people come through. A guy comes in, and he's got his mask on. He's got glasses, and he keeps like looking at me, and I'm like, "What is about to happen right now?" You sometimes you get that vibe when someone's making like hard eye contact with you, and just like, "Oh boy, what's going on?" And he's like, "Hey." um, do you have a youtube like show like a like youtube show i'm like yeah Dude, he's like man i actually just saw one of your videos i love it and i was just like ah. i like the other agent i'm like you saw that I saw it, and he was like, "No, that's great." He was like, "I," um, he was like, "We're temporarily living in Short Pump and in an apartment. Um, I'm looking to move back into the area, so I kind of like Googled like living in Richmond." He was like, "And your video popped up, and he was like, yeah, thanks. This is great. I love so it.' I've been emailing back and forth with him over the past couple of days, and so hopefully, we'll uh, if he gets a job transfer, he'll be moving to the beautiful city of Richmond, Virginia, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's how it's done. This is why we do the thing we do.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, if you're listening to this here, you're probably." a realtor some of our clients and friends and family and buyers and sellers will also listen to the podcast but we really split it between the two channels because living in Richmond is more buyer and seller focused. this is for you realtors that want to build your business that want to partner with us uh, we're hoping to hear from you guys so like you said I think we mentioned in the last podcast we've got somebody in Brazil that just partnered with us uh, we've got a guy down in Florida and Georgia so we're trying to launch into as many different markets as we can and just help people blow their business up so if we can help you grow your team please reach out to us we'd love to teach you and uh show you what partnering with us looks like
1: it, it feels good to get the validity the validity is validation that validation i think is validity a word they're both words i'm gonna google that. it feels good when like someone you don't know you didn't have to like prop them up or like send them links they're just like hey i found it and I found you in person, and now we're talking about it. It's just a like, recount. man, thank yeah. you so much. We had a guy. Um, that, this one was a little bit different. He was on like one of the Facebook pages, and he was like, I need to know about um, real estate investing. Is there anyone I can talk to? And I sent him the link, and then he went to the, the YouTube. He was like commenting in some of the videos and I saying, like, I'm going to watch all these. And I'm just like, man, that's awesome. Now, that was a little bit different, but he had a question, and we provided the answer because that's what we do.
0: Yeah, we were sitting in our office yesterday, and a lady came up to us. And I've seen her face around, but we've never really had a conversation, so I don't yeah. know who she is and what she does. Sorry if you, you know, you should come up and we'll talk more if you're listening it's to super this. Super nice too. lady. She's a really nice lady, but she said she just came up to us and we were having a meeting and she was like, hey, uh, for some reason your video, <laughs> Pros and Cons of Richmond, was popping up on my Facebook page and I watched it and it was great, so I just wanted to let you guys know.
1: I was so happy. I was like, oh, yeah, So, so. my hard work. Comes it's our often. hard work. Our, our hard work. It's, it's My working. late hours of night. Of editing and stuff. Editing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, we... we <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to, like, take a shot at Mike. I couldn't think of one thing. <laughs>
0: thanks. Thanks. <laughs>
1: we love you, Mike. He's finally
0: doing what we've told him to do after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's finally work. You know, consistency is key. If you're a realtor, this is a side thing. This isn't our deep dive. Our deep dive is how to build an unstoppable real estate unstoppable. team. But, you know, if you're looking to do video content and stuff, too, like, heck, we should probably do a podcast and video content on creating video content right because absolutely um we've learned a lot you know people that are doing it even better and bigger than us in different places of the country we've gone to seminars and you know the consistency of it making sure it's clear what your who your market is and your target market is so youtube knows and your podcast knows and google knows um, but it's finally grabbing we've got thousands of, of viewers at this point and thousands of downloads and it's going the right direction thank you feels good thank so, you and
1: you and you
0: yeah so if you're creating video content too and you're like oh my gosh is this worth it just know like it takes time and so for all of you people if you're like me and you're type a and you're just like oh i want this to work right now (laughs) i'm 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 shy it it is like a slow burn and at some point it just kind of tips it's just like building a real estate pipeline right and then at some point you're like this is actually working so anyways mike deep dive us I thought I was a navigator this Is this for, your band you like? This is, this is, is for What is that? This is for Galen. This isn't the one you like. This isn't the people you like, is it? No. Oh, okay. I do like this one. Me too. Make sure we get that copyright stuff for YouTube so that we can still play it. We know, we own this YouTube. You, you, can't, you can't unmonetize me. Are, are we fading out? fading out. Alrighty. So, Galen, he's texting people I'm not the texting. Um, he's so disrespectful sometimes we do this podcast together. No, here's together. the thing. For it's you like, guys,
1: we preach speed I'm glad speed one of us to wants to be here. We we, we, <laughs> we preach speed to lead, but one of our leads is, like, texting right now. Um, they're, uh. they're just like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't want to, like, ignore them because, mm-hmm. like, they're a hot. They're interacting with the site right now. But then they just I'm said not. the thing that everyone said. They're like, I'm looking for rentals, actually. And I was just like... and we're done and we're done well I'll do the podcast
0: while Galen follows up on leads I'm just
1: trying to build a real estate team that's (laughs) unstoppable that's right ladies and gentlemen so this (laughs) is drop the mic (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so, uh, obviously, that is the topic of the day, because we get that question a lot. A lot of people see, they're like, man, if you've gotten a measure of success, mm-hmm. it's very easy in this business to get overwhelmed, and you're like, I need to add a buyer's agent or a yeah. shower's agent or something like that, and they think it's very easy, and they're like, oh, and this will just, I'll just keep adding, and yep. it'll grow. It's not that easy. Yep. With some thought, you can be successful, unstoppable even. Are you watching this right now? you're a solo agent talk to the camera chair look at the camera
0: you're you're doing 40 deals a year 35 mm. deals a year 50 60 70 80 maybe a hundred solo deals? and you're saying to yourself i just need a buyer's agent i just need a buyer's agent this is it is time to step this game up and become a team i'm just gonna hire this buyer's agent and he's gonna have an easy life taking my overflow Right, Take that overflow. Just He's going to have some some solid deals. I'm going to pass him the stuff I don't want. Mm. It's going to work out great. Well, I got news for you. It's probably not the way to build an unstoppable real estate reality team. Reality check. I know that because I did that. I was a guy <laughs> that was selling you know, 80, 90, 100 houses a year by myself. And I said, man, I'm going to burn out if I don't do something about this. And at the time, we did at least have a transaction uh, coordinator mm-hmm. in in the office at the time. That was before we moved to eXp. This is when we were at Remax. So they were doing some of the transaction coordination on the front end. Shout out to Trish. You were, we the, love you. You were awesome. Love you. To this day, you're, you're the, the best. Um, but there was still a lot of back-end stuff and I thought, I just need to get a buyer's agent. And so I started down the road of bringing in agents and saying, all right, let me try to get these people selling, maybe taking some of the overflow, doing some showings. And what you realize very quickly is if you don't have the team core values, if you don't have systems in place, if you don't have a structure in place, and now all you have is this one little buyer's agent in you, you really just have a glorified employee that feels like, hey, I'm just working for this guy. Like He's not going to feel a part of something a lot of the time. If you think I'm wrong, comment below. Tell me about how great <laughs> your your team is with your one buyer's agent. You're like, we call it together. Great. And maybe you have more of a partnership. I know there's some smaller teams where – you know, they've got a guy, and yeah, yeah, there is a leader that started it, but one person is kind of, you know, almost an equal and helping out. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're doing bad if you've only got the one. But, but maybe that's the system that they use. And, and so maybe that's where you started. So I, I just want to go a step further and say, hey, you're either solo or you've got one buyer's agent or maybe a couple. Maybe you're mm-hmm. losing some. One does good and they leave. And then you've got others that don't get traction. And you're just trying to figure out, what am I doing? How do we do this right? So, step one. If you're a solo agent and you haven't already hired a transaction coordinator, that is 100% step one. I find so many people try to get buyer's agents before they have a TC in place. Why
1: is that such an issue, Galen? Well, it, for us, for the way our brokers is set up, there's just so many things on the back end that if you're already busy and you're already swamped, now you brought in someone new. It's like, well, now you got to teach them the backwards way in which you've been struggling yeah. to get your paperwork, your yeah. processes, you getting paid, you're, you're missing documents. Ordering and stuff termites, like ordering HOAs, ordering so septic and, and well like, like, tests. You see how I'm barely staying above water? This could be you. And like they're, <laughs> they're thinking, like this is not what I want. So if you get yourself a TC, one, that'll help you in your own personal business. Because then she'll be, or he'll... Will kind of tell you, you know, exactly. Are like, here's the documents you need. Here's the dates you need to hit on some of these inspections. Yeah. Here's the responses. Here's the order packet. Here's HOA stuff. Stuff got to the lender. Get stuff got all to the lawyers. That stuff in order, so that when you bring someone in a new one, you can almost set it up, and then she'll be able to tell them, oh, here are the documents you need, and you're already busy, so you're probably already doing on um, nonstop listing appointments, and you don't have time, but you want to teach them correctly from the beginning don't give them your bad habits your bad habits are the reason why you're in this position where you need someone help so you want to start them off and so much stress will come off of you yep so much stress will come off of them because if they start a job and they feel like they're drowning already yep they are not going to buy into your core values so what you're going to find
0: immediately is that when you get your tc you're already probably going to notice that your production level goes oh, up. Phenomenal. Because now, like, you can probably double your production. No, so wait, do I even need a buyer station? No. Well, that can be the start of it, right? Let's say I find, and you, again, comment below. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think over 50 deals, personally, it starts to get hectic. Yeah. Again, I was doing 100. I've got partners in this business that did 175 last year solo with just a, with just a TC, right? So it can be done. But I think at a certain point, it starts to get crazy, and when you get a TC in there, I almost guarantee you can double your business. But now here's the thing, what's the sole responsibility of a buyer's agent when you really think about it? What's their job? Uh, I usually think just showing houses. Let's just say sell houses, yeah. right? Because well, we'll get into clarity. We say buyer's agent, but let's just call them a sales agent. Maybe they can you're do selling both. selling agent, yeah. But you want them selling houses. The only way you're going to make money off of these buyer's agents or seller's agents or two, is if they're productive. And if you've got them running around doing tasks that you could pay somebody $15 an hour to do, or even a virtual assistant somewhere, 4 or 5 $6 an hour to do... You need to put that in place right now. Budget it out.
1: And I was, I was just thinking, like, if you give your buyer's agent just busy work, mm-hmm. they're not going to stay. Because they're going to be like, well, I'm not selling any houses. Like, a good agent, like Jared and myself, if you've got a team, your main goal, the thing that you want so much is for these agents to take off. Yep. You want them to just eclipse you as far as production. You want them to be really crushing it. And if they don't feel like they're doing that, then they're going to leave. And so that is why Jared's saying you know, you want them to be selling houses. You don't want them to be bogged down with your busy work or with any busy work. Yep. You want them to be a sniper in the business. That's it. So you have to put in place
0: the coordinator up front, and you need systems. I personally love traction the EOS system. It talks about every business needing a visionary and an integrator. The fact of the matter is that most teams out there, it's it's an agent that's 100% a visionary. If you're listening to this and you're killing it in the business, you're probably, you're probably a visionary, visionary. right? You're like, I can see where I should be going. But the reality is if you're the one that's integrating everything too, it becomes a nightmare. So that's why in our business, Galen is our integrator. He integrates everything heavily. He's way better at it than I am. And I would like to think I'm the visionary, but ultimately Galen's got a lot of vision too. So uh, we look at it and it's, I know where we need to go, but Galen gets me there because I have no (laughs) clue what I'm doing most days. I
1: always think of it, I was reading a blog like a year ago, they were talking about the EOS system and they're like, they said, think of it like this, it said, your visionary sees the destination on the map, but your integrator holds the keys to the vehicle. It's like, you're like, I want to get there. Let's go. We got to go there. We got to be there. And then you're like... I don't know where the keys are. I don't yeah. know where the gas station, like the integrator is like, here are the keys. This, this is the map. This is the way we go. This is how we get there quickly. They're both
0: crucial. So one cannot really work without the other. So, and, and that still, I hate to say this, it still goes a ways down the line as much as it'd be awesome to get an integrator right away. yeah. For, for the most part, maybe your TC fills some of that integration role, but you've got to build systems because if your agents <laughs> come in... And they don't have a process of how buying works. They don't have a process of how selling works. If you've got no rhyme or reason to meetings and training and all of those things, you're going to lose them because they're going to say, I don't feel like I'm getting what I need out of this. I'm going to go find somebody else that's going to get me what I need, right? And
1: here's, and here's the terrible part of that. Even if you have those things, you still might lose people. We
0: do. We just lost a guy the other day that, I, you know, I great, loved us both, you know, had nothing against us and just said, I thought this would be a better fit, but... You know, at the end of the day, he was working a full-time job and we never really saw him. So he could have hands-on, one-on-one with us every day if he wanted to, but we just didn't hear about it, you know, until it was too late. So you are going to lose some people regardless, even if you're doing the best you can. But that's why numbers are crucial, right? Yeah, I keep bringing them in. you got to give agents direction. You need direction to be able to do that. So look at Attraction, EOS, Rocket Fuel. They're good books. You should check them out. Uh, Really get like a traction organizer. It lets you say, hey, what's our one-year goal? What's our three-year goal? What's our seven, our 10? How are we getting there? And that lets agents come in and see the vision, right? And a buyer's agent or seller's agent doesn't buy into a team leader. They buy into the vision. So if they can see that vision, it's going to help you a lot. So if you have no vision, Probably aren't going to go anywhere, right? A a sailboat with all the wind in the world is pointless if it doesn't have a destination, right? So you got to know where you're heading. So you've got your TC now. You've got some systems in place. You say, man, I'm selling more than ever. We're doing good. We've got lead flow coming in. We we really need some agents, right? The next thing to figure out is are they just going to be buyer's agents? Yeah. Are you going to allow them to list as well? Do you have separate listing agents and buyer's agents? Or do you let them just go do whatever? They can list, they can sell, they can do whatever they want. Or what are their splits going to be, right? Is there, is there split on something you give them less than if it was something that they self-procured like a family member, right? Or is it a flat fee across the board, right? When you think about leads, who are your A-tier leads going to, right? Most likely you have some leads that maybe converted a higher rate. Do those go to everybody or do you work your way into them, right? These are all things that you have to figure out as you start bringing agents on board. And this is where I'll throw out, to build an unstoppable real estate team, there isn't one right answer because you know we're the number two, where there's only two mega icon teams with eXp in all of Central Virginia, and we are one, and the, the people that brought us into eXp are the other one. So we're the two biggest teams. And even though we're both producing at a super high rate, they run theirs completely different, different than, this, than we yeah. run ours. And there's nothing wrong with it, again, right? Like they've got people that just list and they got people that just sell and their splits are maybe a little stricter, but only because maybe they've got maybe some higher tier leads that are going to some of these people and they don't have to work on producing their own stuff at all, right? So it, there's nothing wrong with either, but you need to figure it out because what you don't want to do is start hiring agents and saying here's all your splits, and then six months in be like that. I don't think this is working, and then change splits for people coming in the door. Right, you're just going to run into issues, I think.
1: And you have to, I think, what we've done pretty well is like getting to know the agents and knowing what they want to do, because you know a lot of our agents, especially on our team, they don't want to just do one thing they want to be on both sides of the transaction. And maybe that'll change down the road, but I like the fact that we give them the latitude or just the ability to do, they're not boxed in. Cause I feel like if you bring someone into a, let's say a system where it's like, all right, you're only a buyer's agent Mm -hmm. and they want to do more. They want to see their name on the sign. They've got people on a list with them. They Mm -hmm. don't want to give that away. There's only really one option for them at that point, and that's they've got to go somewhere else. Yeah, and you generally don't want people just immediately taken off the door. You're trying to think, well, how can I keep them happy? And so every team is different. And So for the teams that do do that, I am certain that they've got something in place that have these agents that are just like, you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with it. So whatever it is, that's what they use. But you've got to figure out what you're going to use. What's going to make you successful?
0: Yeah. And the beautiful thing about at least EXP is that if we lose a team agent and they want to go start their own thing or build a mega team, we're still going to help them do that because we yeah. still get to make money off of it. And it works out great. We have a handful of agents that have said, hey, I'm ready to go off and do my own solo career. And you're like, fantastic. Are you leaving EXP? They're like, heck no. We love EXP. We love the systems. We love you. We just want to go solo. Great. Okay And we'll still help them. They're not going to be in our team anymore. They're not going to be in our systems anymore. But any system that they want of ours to replicate, we'll then give them. That's the whole thing about helping build teams across the country. That's what we're doing right this second. So the next thing you have to figure out is how many agents do you actually want to hire? In my building of a team, I realized that anything under 10... It was very hard to be consistent. Now, you may be looking at this video and saying, oh, my God, I don't even have one. (laughs) Or or I have two or three, and it's like herding cats. How, How am I supposed to get seven more? But the reality is, at least this is what I have found, as you build your systems, as you build your vision, as you build your core values, and you build your team, and you give people something to attain and shoot for and want to be a part of, not until you get 10 people you start to have enough agents where they're consistently at team meetings, they're consistently at call days, they're consistently helping each other out, right? When you have one or two people, and again, maybe this is you, right? You go out of town. You're like what Man. happens? You're like, I'm glad I got that buyer's agent because he's helping me out a lot. Or you say, I'm gonna be a team where I'm just listing and my buyer's agent's gonna take all the buyers. Then he goes out of town. Well, now guess what you just became again? <laughs> Enjoy showing age. all those houses. That's it. And, and and you may be okay with it, but we're talking about building an unstoppable real estate team. And th- Sorry, that's not the way to do it. So no. you've got to be in a position where when you go out of town or one of your other people goes out of town, they can shoot a message to the team message chat and say, hey, who wants to help me? And everybody there is behind it because they say, you know what? This guy helped me when I was gone. They helped me when I was gone. I'm going to pick up the slack and I'm going to help here. Right?
1: And it's it's funny. like you, you mentioned before about like not just being on the team but buying into the team. They're not buying into you. They're buying into the whole thing. And one of the ways that I think you and I measure that is like, well, how, how helpful are they? Are they willing to help? Are, do they show up at... You know, team things like we've got a team meeting on Tuesdays. We've got a team uh, call day on Thursdays. If a person's n- consistently not at those things, yep. Well, generally, it kind of means without any communication, it's like well, they they're either not bought in anymore, um, and so they're kind of like you know, unless we know what's going on, they're they're in, they're on team and name, right? They're yeah. not part of the team they're on the team yeah um and that's those are two big things i know you're not a big uh basketball t- guy but right now it's like we think about basketball it's like all right, you've got your starting team members then you got other people who are just on the team mm-hmm. those are two drastically different uh roles that they pay, play and so you need enough people that are going to be you know actively involved in the team and we've got a good amount but you're going to need that as well because as jared mentioned you go on vacation you get busy family emergencies you're going to need now if you've got a bunch of people who are just on team and name and all and you said it like you're looking for help and no one responds well then it's like how are you any better? Yeah. That's the definition of stoppable. You've been stopped. That's it. Right. We need unstoppable. So that's what you need to look for. And you're going to have to like use your intuition a little bit to like kind of evaluate what that person, what that agent looks like and how you can attract them. And here's the thing. I'm going to make a basketball analogy. Oh my. Hey, hey, you guys ready for this? Are you ready for this? Dun, 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 dun.
0: <laughs> Lay it on us. You could be LeBron James in your team. He knows who he is. Right? He's the only one I can do this for. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, if he gets hurt during the game, very good. He's got to sit down. They've got to put somebody else in his place. And is that guy as good as LeBron James? Nope. Heck no. Is he 70% as good as LeBron James? Maybe. Let's call it 70. Let's go 70. Does your does the game still get played? Yep. 100%, right? So this is where as a team lead, one? <laughs> this is where as a team lead, you got to get rid of your like cockiness and your arrogance and realize that 10 people that can do it 70% as you good as you can do it are still better than you doing 100% of it. Yeah. And so you bring these 10 people in, you're going to find that you've got some people that are still working full-time jobs or part-time jobs. Maybe this is a weekend job for them, but you want them to be a part of it. You want to help them grow. You've got other people that you know are, are really busy all the time, right? So they're your agents that are like, hey, we're already selling 40, 50 houses a year. And so your team meetings may not always have people there. You're, you're smiling at me real hard. What is I happening? i just so happy
1: about the LeBron James <laughs> thing. I'm like, so they're like... I'm so proud right now Do so, another Do another, another. I, mean, I love sports so much and i'm just like <laughs> so at the end of the day
0: you got to figure at 10 agents and i know you may be sitting here saying i don't want a 10 agent team that's too big that's too big. well guess what this may not be for you find one of our other podcasts or get you know, a one slightly of the that-
1: stoppable Yeah, and and, and, and,
0: and this this took me so long to wrap my head around because I was somebody that before I moved to EXP, it was just kind of like, we were, we had the biggest team at five or six in Remax, you know, because Remax, at least that office wasn't huge on teams at the time. And it was kind of like, man, I don't think I could handle any more people and this and that. And as soon as I moved over, you know, my, you know, the guy that helped me sponsor into EXP, he was like, dude, you got to go to 10 within the next like 12 months. And I was like, man, you think I can do that? And within 12 months, we were at like 13 and it just clicked. It was like oh, I've got to leave the office and then I leave and all the agents are still around for happy hour. They don't even realize I left or they don't care that I left right when it's four or five and only two people show up and the team leads like, all right, I'm out of here too. They're like, all right, what do we do? We're just (laughs) we're out of
1: here too. (laughs) You know
0: what I mean? But when there's eight people there and they're hanging out and they're having a good time and they're networking and they're, you know, helping each other and they're shooting topics across each other and getting opinions and all then now everything's not falling on you. So you start to build camaraderie eight to 10, you know, 12 13 people you also get like this person hits it off with this person whereas maybe this person didn't hit it off with these two but they really like this person so now you can kind of see how people will start to rely on certain people and everything's not falling back on you all the time very nice so now you've got some systems you've got your transaction coordinator you've got some agents now you're starting to get traction sales are going good how do you take it to the next level? Who are the next people you have to think about? I'm gonna spitball because again, there isn't a hard fast rule. Okay. But virtual assistants—if you need cheap labor, uh, if you need labor that you know—that like that is maybe like an input task and upload task, social media, transaction coordinating, spreadsheets, all of that stuff. It's very good to think about virtual assistants, especially if you're watching budgets, because. It can get expensive if you start hiring a bunch of salary workers in office.
1: So I had a rock star assistant for a long time, and then she decided, you know, to have another third baby, and
0: Not she left. Her every day. Yeah,
1: that was great. Anyway, so I found a app called Stuff, mm-hmm. and I've been using it for about a month now for random things, but doing reminders for my appointments or whatever. Mm-hmm. I give the The person or whoever it is that you're asking a list of like call outs or whatever, and they do it, and then they send you back a a receipt of the reply and all that, and and getting back and they ask you if you wanted to go any further with that one, or it's amazing. 20 bucks a month.
0: Yep, so you got stuff. We'll throw you some gold nuggets here. You've got, if you reach out to us, we actually have a VA that will interview VAs and send you resumes for what you need done and get you one hired. So throwing that out there is a reason to reach out to us to let us help you with that. Um, You also have things like Upwork. Upwork will let you not only hire people to find people, but it'll let you look at their screens as they're working. So you can look at what they're doing in their tasks and be able to track it so you know, hey, is this person actually doing what I'm telling them to do? Um, you've got Fiverr, which is maybe Love not Fiverr. a virtual assistant, but just a way to say, hey, I need a banner done for YouTube. I need an ad done for this open house. I need a flyer done for this. And they can turn stuff
1: around for super cheap. I've been using Fiverr a lot because it's just like, there's just like little things that like I can't do myself. Yeah. Right, where I'm like, I need this graphic. And then they're just like, ah, I'll do it in five seconds and it'll cost you $6. And it's just like, all right, yeah, that easy, money. Money well spent, and I can use my time doing something else.
0: Yeah, so I like a virtual assistant and for different roles because as you start to grow your team, you'll notice you went from this solo agent that was maybe killing it, and maybe your margins were really good, but you knew you had to take it to the next step, and what you realize is that to take it to the next step, you've got to budget. You've got to be able to pay people. You've got to be able to buy marketing. You've got to be able to buy software. You have to give the team a reason to want to be around you and get a perk for giving up that team split, right? So a virtual assistant is a way where you can get labor done without maybe having to spend all of the bankroll while you're still trying to get your agents moving, because you'll realize you're still the one that's selling most of the houses if you're building the team and you've got some agents that aren't going to grab traction as fast as you would like, and the money's not going to flow in as fast as you would like it to, so you may want some cheaper systems up front. If that's not the case, and you start saying, man, we've got five six seven agents we're all crushing we're doing a few hundred deals a year a couple hundred deals a year hundred deals a year whatever it may be right you may start looking into some things like sales managers right if you got a couple rock stars on your team where they're doing really good what you will find is if they are part of the team and they're part of the division and they're part of core values they probably want more responsibility even outside of selling not everybody but if you can now take some of your good agents and put them in charge of maybe some of your newer agents, so that now they're doing some of the training, you can compensate them for this. Obviously, uh, some teams just say, "Hey, hundred bucks off of the deal on anybody in your squad." Right? So it's not going to be a huge amount of money. They're doing it for the team itself. Yeah. But let's say their their squad does twenty deals that month. It's still an extra two thousand bucks a month. So for someone like that, they may be super happy about that sales managers can can work good we talked about the integrator earlier so like i got galen as my integrator so that's one of those things <laughs> i was where, getting
1: like episodes confused i'm like what yes it was
0: this episode pretty <laughs> sure so so you know you may start looking at that who's on my team or who could i bring in that can really be that right hand to take this to the next level and really make it part of their own sales managers virtual assistants and then two other things you can think about one an isa Right yeah, so it's so essentially just a sales assistant that all they're doing is making calls, okay? what you will find and and we actually are not using ISAs right now. we have in the past, I have hired in the past I'm I'm thinking about maybe moving forward at some point and trying to incorporate it again. your typical agent that sells houses and does it well is not normally also a good sit in the office and make calls person they, they they're they're if you made them take mm-hmm. disk tests and said like this is the kind of person you are mm-hmm. the guy that's out there talking to people or gal on listing appointments with buyers writing contracts selling real good to negotiating the real, they're not the same person we we always want them to be and we need them to be and we need to be but in reality if you can hire somebody that just says hey you sit at this desk and you make calls 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week and you're just running through the leads and setting up appointments and we'll compensate you hourly plus we'll give you some bonuses on anything that actually closes out of it. That is a very successful model if you can get it done correctly. Like, we have, what, 8,000 leads in our database. Mm-hmm. We know one of our biggest issues is getting our agents to call them and call mm-hmm. them six times and do everything. So, the I Jalen's like, can we hire an ISA right now? <laughs> Tell me more. So, 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 the ISA is good because you can have them. That's all they're doing. And, and the thing is, a good ISA, they actually like doing it. So, whereas your agent likes being out and selling, right, and you think, I would rather... Take a cheese grater to my face, <laughs> then make more calls. And if you've got yeah, the, the ISA the, personality yeah. says I love this. And Di- to me, like, it's look like, th- like, I can think about like Chris Elliott is like a perfect ISA guy who I love like, you, Chris. Chris Elliott, bro. I hope you're listening to this. You're like, hey man, you want to like get a a drink together? And he's like, nope. nope. I want to sit on the phone. And it's just a weird thing because it's it's rare that you get an agent that again crushes the agent yeah. side, but also just wants to make calls. But that's what the ISA is good for.
1: And if you're managing your team, well, then maybe you consider some of the cost of that ISA and maybe that affects the splits of those leads obviously yeah, right
0: a lot of times a lot to of me, times that would make sense so this goes both ways for ISAs and then the last thing that i hadn't mentioned yet that i'll throw out showing assistance So as you get busy and your team gets busy and your rock stars take off and they start needing help, you have again two options. You could say an ISA where we'll pay them a salary and they'll get a bonus out of it, but that agent may be paying part of their splits of that bonus because the ISA did the work, found the lead, passed it on, right? Now you're taking it off, you gotta pay them something. The flip side is showing assistance, we can do the same thing. So there's certain ways you can do it where you can say, hey, maybe it's new agents. You know, some teams require their new agents to start as showing assistants because it gives them. That experience of showing houses and talking to clients, but doesn't necessarily let them mess up the negotiation (laughs) and paperwork side up front, so they get used to doing the 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 starting things that a realtor is doing. And you may say, "Hey, 50 bucks a door, 25 bucks a door, 40 bucks a door, 100 bucks a door," and anytime you open that door, we'll we'll, we'll pay you. Right? That's a nice way for even the team lead to start getting out of production. If they, if you want to get out of production, right, is to say, "All right, I'm going to at least stop showing. We'll still negotiate. We'll still try to." Do paperwork or write contracts or or do whatever, but I'm going to have my new agents or some of these buyer agents, I'm going to start paying them to open the doors, and that's a way. I love all of this. The flip side is the buyer's agents can do the same thing. You could say, hey, if you want to take advantage of such and such or such and such on our team, uh, just pay them X amount of dollars and they can go show houses. Now, our team, we've established, I've asked multiple times, um, do we want showing, do you want to pay somebody? And they're all just against it they're like no we're here for the team we will show for free we'll do all this stuff for free um but it doesn't mean that you may not incorporate some people in your team where you're just like hey you're not taking traction you want to make like four or five hundred
1: bucks a week just show you i showed know. someone a house on our team recently um, I went through the whole house with the with a wonderful couple. They were his friends. We did the whole thing. The, the couple called me later and was like, hey, uh, would you be able to help us with the contract? And I, like, I gave him some tips on like what to offer and stuff. And I was like, but ideally, your agent, he's gonna want to write this for you just so that he doesn't have to like give me more money. So I did all of that never asked for anything. And then like the agent went under contract based on the information I gave them. And then he was like, hey man, thank you so much. Uh, what's your Venmo? What is it? Just tell me. And I sent it to him, and I I didn't say, like, oh, send me this, and he sent me some cash for it, and I'll probably forget it's in the Venmo. But, I mean, it's just kind of like, that's the type of thing. It's like, I wasn't going to, like, bleed him for that, but you know, some people want to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we just got Ooh, a Garrett male model here. just walked one into the our, building. One of our new <laughs> agents. We're
0: filming our podcast. So so the thing you got to figure, right, with the showing assistance, you can do uh, per door, especially if that agent's trying to do their own production themselves. Another thing people will do sometimes is say, hey, uh, we're just going to keep you out of production. Maybe it's an agent that doesn't really want to go out and self-produce. Maybe it's an agent that says, hey, I'm not getting the traction, but I really need the pay, or I'm going to have to get out of this business. Right. One thing you could do is say, hey, we'll pay you $45,000 year, straight salary, but now you take your top three agents on the team and you make them pay the salary. So let's say you have an agent that's selling 50, 60 houses a year. They're already making good money. They're already at that level now where they're starting to burn out. You could say, hey, would you give up 15 grand if you're already making... Two hundred grand net. Two fifty. Never have to. Would you give fifteen thousand of that? But you can have a showing assistant that shows everything you want to show, and you get a couple agents like that on your team. And now this person's paid for you as the team lead. Aren't having to pay for that service, right? Unless you want to throw in fifteen and make them your showing assistant too, right? Hypothetically, yeah. But now you've got a showing assistant helping your people. Very nice. So I know we've gone over a
1: lot of different things. One last thing, I just want to talk. This is very short at the end of the day don't beat yourself up right so it's like you're going to fail just keep going like you know it hurts us when we lose an agent but we just had this conversation the other day so you just got to look down the road what will we do for the next agent that comes in what will we do different to keep them so if it if it goes bad for you don't beat yourself up Jared, wrap it up what did we talk about today
0: so obviously, building an unstoppable team start with transaction coordination and systems 100% before you ever get agents. Build your agents. I say at least 10, but I'd love to hear your comments on the matter. Maybe We're, you say five. Maybe it works for you. Tell us your system. We've got 23. We're going to 40. 40 is my number, especially if you're you know if you if you're thinking about 30 your, was your number. It was, and then he convinced me otherwise. And you realize that EXP 40 is the number. It just works better that way. We can go into that if you want to reach out. We'll tell you why it works out better that way for you as a team lead or even just a realtor here um, once you have your Realtors in place you want virtual assistants ISAs, showing assistant sales managers integrators those are all choices now if you reach out to us for help one thing I will tell you is we've gone over a lot we have an entire uh, spreadsheet built out an entire uh, essentially plan that shows how to go from step one, which is you as a solo agent getting a TC, to step six, which is pretty much you, your integrators, sales managers, listing coordinators, all of that stuff and we will share it with anybody that has partnered up with us pretty much so if you want us to help you Let build that thing out we will help you do that so again if you haven't already please like subscribe comment on our channel if you're listening on YouTube uh, if you're listening on your podcast like it subscribe I don't even think you can like the podcast can you I don't know subscribe
1: but you can on, like it internally on top just of that just, just keep listening
0: <laughs> just enjoy it on top of that find us on YouTube <laughs> mega agent academy on YouTube and living in Rich Virginia you can find me on instagram at underscore underscore the davis group or you can email me directly at jared
1: at com. galen if you need me on instagram it's your realtor's favorite realtor rva you can also find me at galen g-a-l-e-n at com. i'm still giving out the cell phone Go number 804 274 i get some weird text messages but i know it wasn't you looking to hear from you that's it let's
0: partner up let's help you blow your business up this has been another episode of mega agent talk episode 35 thanks for listening we'll catch you next time if you have a real estate question that you would like to ask jared or galen reach out to them at jared at centralvarealty.com or galen at centralvarealty.com who knows
1: it may even be featured on an upcoming episode